Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to Scanline Media's Gimmick Awards, where we offer awards to the various media experiences that have really captured our hearts from 2021. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Jennifer Uncle. I'm Kyrie Page. And today we're assembling to talk about the best DLC or add-on from a game in 2021. Uh, we are looking for one winner and two possibly more runners-up if needed from a list we have here in front of us. Uh, Jen, can you can you read out this list for us, please? Sure thing. So starting off, we have patch 128 for Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, we have Washizu Mahjong, or Darkness Mahjong, for uh, Mahjong Soul. Title updates for Monster Hunter Rise. The infamous Dante from Devil May Cry uh, in SMT Nocturne HD. We have Waves 1 and 2 for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. The 2.0 update for Animal Crossing New Horizons. The online update for Super Mario Party. Arena mode for Apex Legends. Integrate for Final Fantasy VII Remake, the level editor for Baba's You, the final cut of Disco Elysium, Season 4 of Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, Fates Divided for Total War Three Kingdoms, and Luxury Flipper for House Flipper. Um, so just starting off, did anyone here play Integrate? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's a, it's a PS5 game, so I, I understand. Though it is now on PC. Uh, it's a very reasonable price on the Epic Game Store, I hear. Um, $70, because <laughs> yep. that's that's what big games are now. Right. Yeah. Um, Intergrade's I, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it, because the bits where you, you're playing as Yuffie, and that's like, okay, cool, I want to be the cool character from this series. Wow. <laughs> Not a very... <laughs> Maybe. Just staring at, staring at like Vincent Aerith and, and Tifa and Vincent and just flipping everyone the bird. I I guess I enjoy happy go lucky characters. So, like the idea of getting to play as her is like, oh hell yeah! But uh, yeah, I'm. It's a game that's made me like th this update alone has been one of the few things that made me go okay i want to get a ps5 or i'm gonna get this on pc and if it doesn't run well i'll figure out what to do then yeah i'm not ready to see it go just yet okay i i you know what i can offer some quick cuts um mm -hmm. first one i want to cut is hyrule warriors age of calamity waves one and two like look i you know hyrule warriors was my second favorite game of uh, 2020, really great, but its DLC was, like, mostly, like, there's some, like, story content, new weapons and characters, but, like, it was kind of expected. It's kind know? of capital F fine. Yeah, it was fine. It was like, oh, I get to play more of this game that I really liked and sunk a bunch of hours into, but it, it was fine. It, it wasn't really... There wasn't really anything standing out about it, and and unfortunately, there is like a number of DLCs like on this list is just sort of like they're capital F fine, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Like uh, some I'm more passionate and interested in uh, more than others, but Waves One and Two was like, hey, you like that Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity? Here's some more of it. You get to play as a guardian or Robbie and stuff like that. But that was about it. Um, 
I can I can cut uh, Total War Three Kingdoms Fates Divided um, because it actually wasn't a great DLC. It was the only DLC that came out in 2021 before they announced they were shutting down Total War Three Kingdoms for reasons that still kind of baffle me. Um, Did the copyright expire on the story of the Three Kingdoms? No, they're just they just decided they want to put all their efforts towards a sequel rather than continue to add on to this. They say that, and then they haven't fucking announced a single goddamn thing about that sequel. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Fates Divided has a problem, which is that it is, um, it is trying to focus on, uh, the Battle of Guandu and the sort of around that period, which is like, as the Three Kingdoms were about to properly form, compared to the rest of Total War Three Kingdoms, it's fairly late into the game. And the problem with that is you are inheriting kingdoms that are pretty well developed already. And as ever, the AI makes very stupid choices left to its own devices. So you're inheriting a bunch of cities and you just immediately have to rebuild them because all their building choices are dumb as bricks. Um, And like the factions they're working on, it's like, okay, we're working on Sao Sao, who was already in a pretty good place. They did a little more. He's slightly more interesting, but it's still just Sao Sao. Um, and then you have uh, Yuan Shao, and Yuan Shao, I can't imagine anyone wanting to play as Yuan Shao because he's just a fucking tool. Um, it's a little bit of a bummer for the last DLC for this game, but the the other the, one of the reasons I wanted to mention it is that um, because I love Total War Three Kingdoms so much, I went on to play some more Total War games this year. I tried like Warhammer and Warhammer 2 and stuff because I was like, okay, great. Now I'm now I've got inroads to the whole Total War experience. No, Three Kingdoms is just 20 times better than those fucking games. It's just so good. And these other games are not. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get how they they like. I thought this was an inroad into a genre and it is not. It's just extremely good. So shout outs please give me some news about two total uh, total war three kingdoms two four kingdoms actually hang hang on yeah am i allowed to add something go for it what, what are we adding this is this is gonna be this is gonna be a bit of a weird one but i, I this is from the heart uh total war three kingdoms make them unique which is a large workshop add-on okay i'm listening that basically what it does is it takes a bunch of characters from the the book that are in the game because most of the characters you want from three kingdoms are in the game it's just that very often they are generic right they they took you know like like sentinel model number two and slapped the name you know like Dong Min on it and you're like but Dong Min was a big deal though um, and what Make Them Unique does is it takes a ton of characters that were just like this and it gives them like really detailed but still like perfectly fitting in art and models and special abilities and it adds new characters to the roster it has like it includes like um for like for Wu it includes a character like uh, Lady Trio who's like if she really existed, she would have been part of the Three Kingdoms conflict, but because she is that sort of southern area of China leading into Vietnam, she's like a Vietnam folk hero, a, a Vietnamese, I should say, folk hero. Mm-hmm. Like, the expansions are so cool and add so much character to 
a bunch of like just desperately, desperately needed this game that runs on characters and has so many that were just basically stock silhouettes. Um, if we are if we are allowing ourselves to include a workshop edition, then I would argue for it in the top. Um, I mean, this category is called add on. And was it an add on in 2021? It was. Then I think it counts. I think it is worth considering. Yeah, I think that. I think you've done a good job of justifying it. Uh, also, um, uh, Jen, you know the, the the tweets I was doing of of my uh, great evil wife who's going to take over Liu Bei's kingdom? Yeah. She's going to make them unique. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to install that um, if I ever go back to Total War Three Kingdoms. Totally. All right. I got two quick cuts for you. Let's, let's power through it. Uh, I got two quick cuts for you. Um... First off, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Season 4. Hey, it's, it's, it is it's kind of the same flavor. A uh, luxury flipper for House Flipper. I really love Battle for the Grid and House Flipper. Uh, I think these are great games. But and the add-ons are mostly fine. A luxury flipper basically adds a series of new houses and missions for you to do. Like, a little bit more authored AI stuff to, like, have happen. And you get more, in, like, a few more interesting scenarios. But... It's just building off of a really solid base game. And that's what Season 4 did for Battle for the Grid. It's like, you know, we've gone over it a little bit. They added Adam Park. They added this weird dinosaur lady from Dino Charge and Rita Repulsa. It's just really cool to see these games, um, which I believe both released in 2019, still getting meaningful content updates in 2021. That's cool. Like, these are small games with passionate fan bases and the developers are you know listening to the fan bases and being like hey we'll give you more of what you like like we like that's one of the advantage of these like kind of smaller you know middle budget type games that they can um turn out like a little bit like more pieces of dlc as the years go on and support the people who want to support it um but yeah, House Flipper is still one of my favorite games. I love playing that game. It's a really fun, like, uh, cooperative activity if you ever play House Flipper to, like, get a bunch of people in a Discord call and be like, hey, let's design a house together. And Battle for the Grid is just a really fun fighting game. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to shout those two out, um, mostly. So, yeah. Sounds good. But we can go ahead and cut them because it's they're not particularly special, but... Hey, it's one of those, uh, like, you know, holy shit, two cakes situation. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? More cake, you know, for this this game that I already like. That's great. Um, I have two cuts to suggest. Uh-huh. Uh, one is uh, Dante from Devil May Cry in SMT Nocturne HD. Uh-huh. I think that's a funny idea, but, like, the fact that they're making you pay for it is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also it kind of makes the game worse. <laughs> okay, but I want to talk briefly that about featuring Dante from Devil May Cry because one of the things that is just part of like Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne's legacy is you know Dante from DMC two showing up in this game because mm-hmm. in the base like it wasn't in the base game in the Japanese version. Then the Maniac, I think the timeline is like the Maniac's cut 
of like Nocturne came out in Japan and they added Raida Kuzunoha and they brought Nocturne to the West and they were like, nobody knows who Raida Kuzunoha is. So they got into a partnership deal with Capcom to get that really funny sticker that people love memeing on of like featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. And I just think it is cool. Like it is bullshit that you have to pay extra for Dante. That sucks. But I'll bet that's also a reality of like talking to Capcom and being like, okay, we need to like, you know, send you like 60 cents from every sale of this DLC so that we have the right to use Dante in this game. Because, you know, this is a remaster of Nocturne for modern systems, but Dante is part of this game's legacy as, you know, weird and broken and not as fun of a character Dante is compared to how awesome Raida Kuzunoha is. Yeah. Um, Raida Kuzunoha is incredible, and Atlas, please bring the Raida Kuzunoha games to, like, modern platforms. That would be incredible. Um, But I think it is really cool that when making this the kind of ultimate version of Nocturne, you know, the most feature complete with also additional stuff, I think it is cool that they were able to, you know, talk to the correct lawyers to get Dante in there. And they also got the modern voice of Dante to, you know, re-record some new lines because they did a whole did whole redub. Like, I, I, I appreciate what they did. Even if it's kind of crappy, you still can't really talk about Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne in the West without mentioning Dante. Um, so I just think that's cool. We can cut it. I, I don't think necessarily it has a place, but I think I wanted to like bring that up because good on them for make, making it work. Also, as I'm pretty sure the foremost Devil May Cry fan in this in this call right now, uh, on this podcast, uh, let me just say, uh, Ruben Langdon, current voice of uh, Dante. Uh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, Dante he's a, he's an anti-vaxxer. He's a piece of shit. Yep. Needs a new voice. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Get a new guy. Just, just do it. Recast him. Do it, Capcom. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, just yesterday, he tweeted about how great it was to hang out with Joe Rogan. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Uh, anyway. We should also probably... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what was the other cut going to be? <laughs> the other cut was going to be Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, patch <sighs> 1.28 is a great patch mm-hmm. for Dragon Ball Fighters. The biggest thing it does is give us a reason to play Dragon Ball Fighters again, which we love. Also, like, six, I... When the moment I heard about this patch and the story around it, I had this whole thing prepared for this moment of recording this podcast and be like, well, this is, you know, Arxis being like, this is us putting Dragon Ball Fighters in a good place before we move on to a new, like, fighting game, right? I thought it was going to be the swan song of Dragon Ball Fighters. Like, even though there's no, like, new content or something, but, like, the release of Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta... And this patch meant that, like, it's okay to put this game to bed. Then, like, three fucking weeks later, they announce, um, like, Android 21 Lab Coat. And I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> like, I I am excited. I want more characters because I love this game. But I get, are we going to get a season four? Is this just a character they had the model around and they were like, okay, we can get the voice actress in to like do some more lines. Like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Don't know what's going on. Don't know what's going on. 
we're gonna be talking about Dragon Ball Fighters in about a year from now, <laughs> which is yep. exciting and fun, but also. I, I I had either wild, like, I'm not crazy, right? Like, I thought 1.28 was going to be, like, the oh, last it was, it one. Was, yeah, it was, their, it was their fond farewell. Absolutely. And then they and then they, they were like, did someone say Encore? And we're like, actually, no one said Encore, but this is great. Please. <laughs> yeah, please. Like, the fact that we're going to get to talk about a new Fighter Z character, like, in a year from now. Like even if she's bad, like doesn't matter. We're gonna get the we're gonna get to be able to play Fighter Z in twenty twenty two. Like let's go. <laughs> yeah. We should cut Animal Crossing New Horizons two point update because, yeah, because I don't know a single person here who played it. Yep, and I didn't even I, I, like. <laughs> I played it. It doesn't fix like it. It's this amazing thing to me uh-huh. that Animal Crossing came out and they had built this building. And they invited in all the players as inspectors, and the players were like, "Wow, this is a this is a cool. I've got a few pro- I've got a few problems with a few choices, but I think this is really cool." And they get down the foundation. They're like, "Wait a minute, your multiplayer is complete dog shit." And they're like, "Okay, listen, we're gonna do a big overhaul. Give us give us a little time." And it's like, "Okay." And they do the big overhaul, and they invite us back. It's like, "Wow, you've really done some amazing. Pl- you didn't touch the foundation." <laughs> <laughs> Like, things that should have been there from day one, like, are There's still no reason to play with other people in your game about being in a village and having a community? You idiots! Yeah, the the game where everyone treated it like it was a socialization um, engine. Like, they didn't do anything to push it towards that. Um, New Leaf was a better socialization engine because it didn't take, like, two fucking minutes to connect to another person's island. Also, when you connected, you could do things. You could have, like, little foot races. You could, like, catch, do an impromptu bug catching contest. You could, you could do shit. You can't do dick squat in new horizons also let's go ahead and add on there just to cross it off animal crossing new horizons the happy home like design like it's cool that they did a stealth sequel to like um happy home designer like on the switch or whatever like that's cool like happy home designer is a like all right like idea for like a game but it's nested nestled behind like a really expensive piece of dlc and or like paying like more money for switch online and it's like i just let's add switch online plus (laughs) and just to cut it just to cut it yeah because yeah it's cool to be able to play in 64 games but the problem is they're broken and they don't emulate right well they have fixed a lot of those problems uh in that time but but your nintendo is in 64 and this should be right day one yeah, they they fixed. And also, the... it's not a it's not a good deal. Yeah, it, it's not a good deal. Um, I got it because I'm a sucker for some of the games on there, and I just I find it novel that it's gonna be like, oh, here's some weird fucking Nintendo sixty four games you've never heard of, or oh, here's an easy way to play some Genesis games. It's like sure, but yeah, the it's also an easy novel, way. but not new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you motherfucker! All right, but yeah. I... The fact that I put so many hours... I love the Animal Crossing games and that this 2.0 update and the Happy Home DLC or whatever couldn't even make me bother to reinstall the game is saying something I like to think. 
Yeah. I'd, I'd much rather, like, when they did the t- content update for, like, New Leaf, they actually changed stuff foundationally about that game. You could, Welcome like... Amiibo. Yeah, Welcome Amiibo is so good. You got a whole extra, like, shop area. You got a brand new character. They added mini games back into the game where you could play a put- paneled upon, like, style game in the game. Um, like, fuck... You could take an old town. Like, I had a town originally on my 3DS under my dead name. And the game was like, hey, Kyrie, you want to, like, just completely reinvent yourself and also will give you a million bells for basically turning in your old town? Fucking sweet. Here's all this money at the beginning of the game. It's basically they added New Game Plus for a game that doesn't have an ending. But, like, the fact that I could just basically make this story up in my head of, like, oh, I've my character has decided to completely reinvent themselves and move into a new part of the forest or whatever. That was cool. That was great. Welcome to Mimo is incredible. That should be, like, best DLC of 20... 20- but, no, this, this content update for New Horizons just kind of shows how kind of bad of a game, like, New Horizons is. It's not that bad of a game. I'm kind of being a little hyperbolic, but still, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. (laughs) I didn't like it. Yeah. (laughs) We got to move on, Kyrie. There's so much left to do. Okay. 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 Uh, Real quick. Real quick. Uh, Let me see. Bob is you. Level editor update. None of us played it. It's a very impressive update. Like, they, they... Not only did they give people the ability to make their own levels, they, like, released 300 more levels to a puzzle game that was already pretty stacked. And, uh, great job, them. And it's pretty incredible. (laughs) But, um, none of us played it, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that game's too smart for me. I can't handle it. I I like Baba as you. It has, like, cute music and stuff like that. I'm glad that they added this because people have been making, like, hacked and screwed versions of of a level editor in like the PC version, but the fact that it's like, oh, it's in the Switch release, fucking cool, love that. Um, what else? Uh, quick cuts, quick cuts. Let's see. I actually uh, didn't like Arena Mode in Apex Legends that much. It's all right. I'm more excited by the nine v nine control thing. They're gonna premiere um, next week, even though. Well, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't date anything that way. But like, even though it's only gonna oh, be a three cares? week mode, yeah. that's an exciting idea. And. Uh, I, I mean, I, it, it might end up sticking around in some form. I don't know. I I agree with you that I think, for me, the announcement of part of partially the announcement of control took the wind out of Arena sales because the thing that Arena is supposed to do is like, look, you can you get more opportunities to mix it up and get used to Apex's combat. Uh, respawning will allow a lot more of that. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Also, nine v nine sounds like a nice um, team balance to me. It sounds interesting. I'm curious. Yeah, it sounds cool. It'll be fun to talk about, like, uh, next awards. But, yeah, it, it, Arena Mode is, like, interesting and it's fun. Um, it, it really shows how foundationally, like, Respawn is at, like, good at, like, making just really solid fundamental shooting in a game. But that's about it. Um, uh, okay, it's confession time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you asked if anyone had played Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, and the answer is yes. I just didn't play the Intergrade parts of it. What? 
I have to beat the game again before I'm allowed to. Wait, it doesn't just let you go to No, to I, this stuff? is a mental this is a mental block. Okay. <laughs> this is this is my brain being like, no, you have to you have to refresh your memory on the main game before you're allowed to <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I was gonna approach the game the same way, but also like I was gonna drop everything and just play that for a long time because I love that fucking game. Yeah, I need to play more of it. It's just that, you know, listen, I uh, I had this thing I did last year where I decided to play 365 games in 365 days, and that was a real stupid idea, and I regret it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never again. Never again. Never again. Let's let's do one other quick cut, because I think I, I, I am starting to see the shape of our top three. I know what I'm going to be arguing for. Let's just go ahead... Um, Alright, uh, Super Mario Party Online update. It's fun to play, be able to play Super Mario Party Online. Yeah, I think I think it suffers from the fact that they also released Mario Party also, uh, like Superstars this year, which... Yeah, and it I, had... I like a lot about Super Mario Party, I like a lot of its new ideas, but it's just so sluggishly paced. Mm-hmm. So I think, ultimately, I, I am a little less happy about this than I would be. Mm-hmm. Alright. I'm okay with cutting Disco Elysium Final Cut. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Disco Elysium. Well, I, I I might be, I guess, but I I I am I'm not seeing that it like if there were stronger things on this list, but like I don't think it's the thing we, we need to cut right now. Yeah, I guess my thought process for that was just coming from someone who played the final cut version as like my first playthrough like it is significant everything they've done like they've even recast certain actors and did all the voice acting and stuff but uh it's i guess for me it's hard for me to see it as like a dc dlc or add-on when it's just like the version of the game i played i played it before and it's i feel like it's pretty significant okay also it's it's the version that you that made you finally play the game. You were holding on until this came out. That is true. Yeah, yeah it is like, a pretty significant update. Yeah, though well, I think Disco Final Cut like stays on this list. Um, I can. Here's the thing. I'm gonna offer one last cut, and I'm I understand. Like I think, I think we have a shape for like the top three. I. Okay. Washizu Mahjong is really fucking cool. Like, if you don't know anything about Wishizu Mahjong, it is Richi Mahjong, where three quarters of the tiles are translucent, and you can see the other players' tiles, uh, but they're also hidden tiles. And it is it was part of the Akagi crossover event in Mahjong Soul. And they built it up. They had the voice actors come back to record new lines and or not even new, but like new stuff. They did an animated short and you could play with Shizu Mahjong. With Shizu Mahjong is such a cool idea of how to play Rishi Mahjong. It's really well considered. It changes the game at a foundational level that really like, there are moments in playing with Shizu Mahjong that make you like, strikes fear into your heart, right? And like, they do really smart things in Mahjong Soul where, like, they sort the tiles in a specific way so you can't tell what the hidden tiles are. Now, this all sounds awesome, and it is. And then Mahjong Soul just got rid of it after, like, the, after the crossover period was over. 
Mm-hmm. You can't play with Shizu Mahjong anymore in Mahjong Soul. You can play Darkness Mahjong. That's still playable. And Darkness Mahjong is kind of fun. I mean, that's based off of Darkness Mahjong Mamiya, where you can play tiles face down at certain costs. But even in Darkness Mahjong, they are missing one of the key components from the manga in which you could force a reveal on a tile by calling Ron on it. Like, you can't do that in Mahjong Soul to play Darkness Mahjong. And Darkness Mahjong is the only thing from this Akagi or Fukamoto crossover that you can do anymore. And it's like, yeah, Darkness Mahjong is like kind of fun to play with when you're like a little shit who keeps playing Dial's face down like someone I know. That's, that's weird. I don't know who would do that. That sounds really fucked up. Yeah, but it's not that particularly deep and it's a little bit more fun to play Darkness Mahjong with like actual tiles on some level. Like, I don't know, they made it work for this game, but it's a little awkward to always have, like, the prompt show up to, like, either play mm-hmm. a tile face up or face down at a cost. And it's a little bit more elegant when you actually have tiles, like, with your hand that you just manipulate the tile in a certain way. But I I think here we... is Here is my counterpoint. Sure. I would say we cut Monster Hunter Rise title updates because Monster Hunter Rise has it's a problem that monster hunter has had for quite a while which is it does updates mmo style if you're not max level you don't get to touch it i i think uh, there were is that true i'm trying to think if that is true they just add new high level hunts Mm -hmm. and they're cool but like for people who are still making their way through the base game it changes nothing and i'm gonna go ahead and tell you Jen and I didn't reach any of this stuff. Yeah, I only saw the first end credit set, basically. I I I returned to Monster Hunter Rise a lot in 2021. Um and like yeah, it does have the MMO problem where like you have to be a certain level to encounter some of this stuff. They they kind of mitigate that a little bit with some of the more cosmetic stuff, like to be able to play as Akuma. I think you only need to be like rank four or something like that in the multiplayer. Like you don't have to necessarily be max rank to get you know certain crossover items, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. Like it is actually kind of cool to play as Akuma because what they do with Akuma is that they replace the sword and shield fighting like the sword and shield style with the ability to as akuma do uppercuts and then you have a follow through with the uppercut you can do tatsumaki you like have his moves like the kunai is replaced with fireball and it's i i thought like like getting that stuff was a little frustrating but i didn't have to necessarily be high level in order to get there but I admit a lot of the title updates for Rise is like, oh, we have these high-level hunts, these new monsters for you to fight. And they don't really fold it into, like, the other base game stuff. I would argue that, like, you only need to be rank 7 in, like, the multiplayer. But, and, like, now, like, they uncapped the rank for multiplayer now. Like, you can get to, like, rank 999 if you want to. Um, and it doesn't take that particularly long to get the seven but still if you didn't put in the time to like get there you won't be able to experience the higher level stuff um like i i mean i guess i guess at least you can still play it maybe we should still cut mahjong soul 
that's that's yeah. my main thing with Mahjong Soul is that it's super frustrating that they have this incredibly cool mode that I can only describe secondhand now and you can't really play it. At least with Rise, if six if if you and Jen decided to like get back into Rise and be like, oh, I wanna unlock the Akuma armor or I wanna fight Camellios or whatever, that's just there. It's like it's just there to play, and I think the new story stuff they added was like really fun and interesting. The new final boss that they include has like a certain level of spectacle that I really appreciate. But um like I I and, and they just also throw in tons of cosmetic stuff. Like you could get Rush from Mega Man as like you could give you give your uh Palamute a Rush costume and when you jump off of Rush, like uh, he becomes like a rush, a rush spring or whatever it's called, the uh, rush coil. Like, like he does the rush coil animation. It's cute. And like, it's good. And when you run with the run with rush uh, on as your mount, like uh, he turns into a little jet. And like it kind of stinks that like all the crossover stuff for Monster Hunter Rise has been like just Capcom properties. But still, it was enough for me to constantly be like, hey, there's like a new thing for me to play in Monster Hunter Rise. There's like a new quest for me to take on. Um, they also fold in like new arena challenges. Like, it is definitely obviously there for people who have dedicated themselves to like playing this game. But I also rec- think that it's not that difficult to get to rank seven which is where this stuff really unlocks it's not so much that it's difficult it's just that it is a real time investment when we could be playing other games fair um but again ultimately like i don't think the title updates for monster on rise wins this category um no i think it is it is certainly something that is keeping me compelled to keep playing that game i'm going to be really interested when i believe sunbreak is the new uh expansion that they're going to release um in summer of 2022 um like that is like i'm really looking forward to that um because there's gonna be like new areas new monsters that sort of thing um yeah i i i am excited for that and really want to uh, play it and I'm glad that it's also going to have like parody with the PC version so that like even though there's no like cross save between Switch and PC the fact is like everybody like both communities are going to have access to all the same stuff like day one when Sunbreak comes out so that's neat um, but yeah uh, it does not win this category it is obviously like a coin flip between Disco and Disco Elysium Final Cut and Total Wars Three, King, Three Kingdoms make them unique. I don't know if I'd call it a coin toss. Like I feel like even though I went to cut Disco Elysium when this list was in a little, it was in a broader state than it is. I do think that uh, out of everything here, it is probably the most uh, significant addition and like took a fantastic game and made it even more complete. Like six Speaking you... of taking fantastic games and making them even more unique. I said complete. complete <laughs> I, I well, I added I added another word. Not that I not that I misheard you. Um I don't feel like 
I can't go back from make them unique. I can't, I can't, I can't do it because it makes it obvious just what a, how dirty they did some of these, some of these characters. You like, you don't have unique art for Guan Yu's daughter. You don't have unique art for Lady Wu, who is for a while Empress of China. You don't have unique art for uh, Lady Sun, who is Liu Bei's uh, wife. You don't have unique art for Dong Min, who's the son of Dong Zhuo and rules the empire for a little while. There are so many people they fucking sell short in that game. And, you know, I, I get it. There's a lot to do, but... How do you come back from this? Look at look at all this art and look at how this just looks like the art from the game. This is all fan work. It's in voice chat if you don't see it. Oh, okay. That looks like that looks like art. If you told me that this was from like the house artist that Sega or was it Sega that uh, publishes these games now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah if you told me that was like from the sega in-house artist that did this i fucking believe you yeah that's some really impressive work and they like they gave a bunch of characters that already exist unique equipment and they even they even went so far as to adjust a few characters like lady beyond they changed her outfit and her armor because they were like well actually the fabric in- involved in this armor didn't exist at this time so we're going to give her error-appropriate fabric. Huh. Okay. All right. I think I, I see where this conversation is going. <laughs> I just I want, think this wins. I, I, and I just want to say, I think I, it sounds like for, like, the argument against Disco is basically saying Disco Elysium was already a incredible <laughs> game, like, from the jump. And mm-hmm. Final Cut does some things to make it like an even better experience but if you were just playing disco elysium as it came out when it came out like you i mean there's a reason it won a bunch of game of the year awards that the year it came out like it, it was clearly like something really special and the final cut was probably added when they had this huge influx of people who were interested in this game and they were like, okay, we're going to make this a more complete vision of what we were going for. But it's not like you had a bad time playing like Disco Elysium as it originally came out. This make them unique thing sounds like it is foundationally rocking the core of Total War Three Kingdoms and making it like elevating it to something greater than it could have ever imagined it could have been. Well, I think it could have become this if they just had more time and not just canceled all development of the game. Um, I mean, I think part of the reason, like I, I may have oversold it a little bit, but like, I think part of what I want to celebrate is this is like, this is a fan work. You know, I think that's part of what I think is so amazing is that it is, it is, I would say it is, mm, I would say it's the second best piece of DLC for the game. World Betrayed is still incredible. And it's a free thing that a fan made. Um, and to me, that's that's a big part of what I celebrate is fans stepping up and making a game what they want it to be. Yeah, um, I-, I would not be mad if, if, uh, if Disco Elysium won. I do think that add-on is incredible. 
It really is. Like, you know, adding, like, the more complete voice acting was kind of, like, the big deal. But what other changes did Final Cut make out of curiosity? I mean, they made some tweaks to various quests and stuff. They changed some dialogue. But they also added sort of, like... I forget what they call them, but it's like there are there are like quest chains you get sort of near the end of the game based on sort of like the character you've created. It's like, oh, this is their this is their perspective on the world. And they have a special quest sort of to sort of conclude and, and, and put a wrap on that. Like I was playing a, a uh, aggressive socialist. And so it was like I had a quest near the end of the game that was like, no, you know what? Let's do this. Let's actually try and fucking organize. That's cool. Um. Yeah, and it's stuff like that that sort of is like you've created your character's view on the world and now it's time to actually put it in motion. I I think, like, ultimately I'm coming down on, like, Make Them Unique is the winner here, but I think the three that we have chosen with the Monster Hunter title updates, the final cut of Disco, and, um, like, Make Them Unique represents, like, the possibilities of add-on in DLC, you know, you have Rise, which is just like, okay, we're going to keep bringing out stuff that, like, you liked about the base game, and we're going to, like, keep delivering that same thing, but give you another reason to just boot that game up again and give it another shot. Disco sounds like it is, you know, it is already taking an incredible thing and just polishing it to a mirror shine and adding some stuff that is surprising and interesting, but... The game was already incredible, and you got more out of it. But Make Him Unique, to me, sounds like is it is you know elevating the work of what it's from, and also it is really cool that it's a fan thing, like which is not to be like discounted. Just because it's a fan thing doesn't make it any less interesting or unique. And in fact, it's a little better that it is like a fan thing because it shows that like this fan base is like really passionate about making it better so i don't know i like i said make them unique i think wins this category i'll go with jen i think i think i had you know i've made my argument now um i think it's easy to write off disco because it was already so good though three kingdoms was already so good to be fair but i think part of the problem we're facing here is that you already knew how you felt about uh the final cut whereas make them unique i could kind of i could kind of completely control the narrative and and if i'm allowed to pat myself on the back i did a good job (laughs) but like i think you've heard the arguments jen what you go with i will go with Mm. okay in that case, I'll probably lean towards make them unique as well. All right, I love it. Um, I was gonna go either way, but I am I am very happy to award this DLC, which brought me back into this game for another probably fucking hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, like that. That was like that's what swayed me was like your your passion for this game and like like that's like even though I'm not like I'm not as deep or not really that deep into like three kingdoms or even the total war games, but I can clearly understand what makes this like really cool. So yeah, I'm happy to see make them unique win. All right. Well, I'm very proud to say then that our winner for the best DLC or add on is total war three kingdoms, make them unique with runners up disco Elysium final cut and the monster hunter rise title updates. 
That's another set of, of awards in the bag. We will be back with more. You know it. You can't escape it. Run. Run faster. And we will I'm see running. You next time. I'm running right now. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya.